Welcome to Tabernacle of Praise, Church of God in Christ, where we believe in encouraging, empowering, and equipping people to live victoriously through Jesus Christ. Join us now as we enter into our worship experience. We pray that this service will be a blessing to you and your life. nothing that's too hard for our God. Hallelujah. The, we, we often say that the, that the Lord has the ability to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think. Hallelujah. Because there is nothing that's too hard for our God. Hallelujah. You ought to just yell across the room and tell somebody, I don't care what you're going through. The power belongs to God. Hallelujah. Bless the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Would you help me to appreciate the Tabernacle of Praise Church Sanctuary Choir? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Is there anybody except for me that can feel the presence of the Lord in this place? Hallelujah. It just makes doing whatever you have to do that much easier. Glory to God, and we certainly thank God for his presence that's in this place. I'd like to direct your attention to the word of the Lord. Man, I just want to be able, amen, to fulfill, fulfill my responsibility to you on today. I just believe somebody needs to be encouraged and challenged, uplifted through the word of God, saved, amen, through the word of God. Hallelujah. Why? Because the power belongs to God. Hallelujah. God can do anything. Hallelujah. God can go anywhere, save anybody, deliver anyone. Hallelujah. Because the power belongs to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. It, somebody needs to hear that come out of your mouth, not just mine. Hallelujah. So we just say with me, the power belongs to God. Yes. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I would like to direct your attention to the book of St. John, the 11th chapter, where there is a familiar story of which I will not try to read the entire story, but I will try to my best to share the story with you and extrapolate from this story two or three points that I believe that are pertinent to us understanding and certainly would Amen. Piggyback upon the fact that the power belongs to God. From St. John chapter 11, uh, verse 11, I am going to begin at verse 11 and read down through verse uh, 26. There is so much more that we could read. We invite you when you're at home uh, or in your leisure, go ahead and read the entire 11th chapter and you will agree with me that the power belongs to God but from St. John chapter 11 verse 11 would that you would follow along with me these things said he and after that he saith unto them our friend Lazarus sleepeth but I go that I may awake him out of sleep then said his disciples Lord if he is asleep he shall do well. Howbeit Jesus spake of his death, but they thought 
that he had spoken of taking of rest in sleep. Then Jesus said unto them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And I am glad for your sakes that I was not there to the intent ye may believe. Nevertheless, let us go unto him. Then said Thomas, which is called Didymus, unto his fellow disciples, let us go all, let us also go that we may die with him. I got to stop right there because I don't get a chance to explain this later. The reason that Thomas said that is because in the preceding scripture, uh, there was some unrest and there were those that were out to kill Jesus. But Jesus had a need to go and do what he was called to do. And so he said, let us go. They were going into Bethany. And so doubting Thomas, Didymus, said, all right then, let us all go and die together. <laughs> 17. Then when Jesus came, he found that he had lain in the grave four days already. Now Bethany was nigh unto Jerusalem, about 15 furlongs off. And many of the Jews came to Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary sat still in the house. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou had been here, my brother had not died. But I know that even now, whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it thee. Jesus said unto her, Thou brother shall rise again. Martha said unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth shall never die. Believeth thou this. The word of the Lord is blessed. I could go on, but in the interest of time, I will cut my reading short there. And just before we pray, I need you to agree with me. And so that the world might know that's watching, that we serve an awesome God. Would you just help me say that on this morning? We serve, we serve. An, awesome God. an awesome God. Let's pray. In the name of Jesus, we come before you, Lord. Hallelujah. We thank you for your goodness, oh God. We thank you for the privilege and the opportunity, God, to stand before your people. We realize, oh God, that this assignment, oh God, we don't take lightly, but we realize and know the significance, oh God, of being able to, 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 to share the word of God in clarity with power and authority. And so we ask, Lord, because we can't do it of ourselves, now that you would take control now. We ask that you would sequester this room. Those, oh God, that are watching by way of live streaming and other platforms, God, that you would arrest our attention right now in the name of Jesus. 
cause the enemy, oh God, in these next few moments, God, to be at bay so that the word of God, hallelujah, would be understood and accepted, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Because there is no God greater than you. Hallelujah. We've searched high and low. We've climbed mountains and gone into valleys and realized that nobody is greater than our God. And so we confer, hallelujah, this confirmation upon you, Lord, that you would show yourself strong and mighty in this hour. Hallelujah. To save, to heal, to deliver God, to set free in the name of Jesus. God will be careful to give your name the glory, the honor. All of the praise shall go to you. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, we pray. We say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, free your hands for a moment and give God, hallelujah, praise on the way to your seat. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We praise the name of our Lord. What a privilege it is to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. To worship, to praise, and to magnify the name of God, the Holy One of Israel. His name is Jesus, the Christ. To have this charge to talk to you about the greatness of our God. And just to think that as much as many of us have tried to describe the multifacetedness of Jesus Christ, we still have difficulty in being able to articulate his many different character traits and, and attributes and, and abilities. He is God all by himself. God can do anything. Hallelujah. God can do anything because he is an awesome God. I won't take the time to go through all the lyrics, but Charles Jenkins says we serve an awesome God. He can move mountains. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He can be with you on the mountaintop. He can go with you in the valley. Hallelujah. Because we serve an awesome God. If we could only believe that, I believe that it would revolutionize the way that we approach believing God and having faith in God and worshiping God. It would not be a hard task, hallelujah, to open up our mouths and give God praise, to live our lives in such a way that it would give God glory. And just to think that if we can just believe this, that God can do anything. Mark 9, 23 says that nothing is impossible to them that believe. And so I want to encourage someone on today with this word because this word encouraged me. And so today I want to let somebody know, glory to God, that the same Jesus with the love that he loved Mary, Martha, and Lazarus he loves you just as much as he loves them. He loves me just as much as he loves them. That he cares about what you care about. He cries when you cry. He weeps when you weep. He laughs when you laugh. As a matter of fact, in Hebrews, uh, it declares that we have not a high priest who cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as a we, yet without sin. 
that his love and his compassion for us are so strong that if we were to continue to keep reading in this very passage, when we get to verse 35, it says that Jesus wept. That's all it says. In light of the fact that we live in a world that's selfish, that's indifferent, that's divisive, that's intolerant, that, that is disinterested for the most part about anybody else other than themselves, hallelujah, the Bible declares that Jesus can be touched by our feelings, by our infirmities. Even when you can't articulate effectively what it is that you really that you would really like to convey and make known to the Lord, while you're still trying to formulate the words in your mind, while you're trying to figure out what it is that you exactly want to say to the Lord, uh, Jesus says, "I know your thoughts are far off." And while you're still trying to get your thoughts together, I just want you to know that I hear you. I hear your heart before you're ever, ever able to communicate the words. And while you're trying to communicate the words, I've already sent an answer. Why? Because my love for you is strong. My love for you is everlasting. How do I know that? I know that because I've had an experience with the Lord and I know that he loves me. And the one thing that I can testify to is he loves me in spite of me. He loves me. He loves you. Hallelujah. Unconditionally. He knows the good, the bad, and the ugly on every one of us. And in spite of what he knows about us, he still says, you're the apple of my eye. Hallelujah. Somebody ought to praise him right there. Hallelujah. To know that Jesus has fallen madly, head over heels, uh, deliriously, unexplainably in love with each and every one of us. In spite of all the goods that he has on us. And I love him for that. Because see, many people love you, but they don't know you. Which means that there is this thin veneer of approval that quickly erodes as soon as folk really get to know the real you. But the Lord knows the real you and still says, I want you. Folk fall in and out of love all the time. <laughs> Hallelujah. They fall in and out of love like they, like they go in and out of clothes. They fall in and out of love like they get in and out of bed. If you don't do what they expect for you to do, they will not only fall out with you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Some of them will leave you. Yes, yes. Some folk have the nerve enough to tell you one day I love you and the next day I can't stand you. Because man's love is fickle. It's frail. You can't count on man's love. There has to be a Jesus element down on the inside because real love is of God. Hallelujah. And God says I love you with an everlasting love. I loved you so much that I sent my only begotten son, hallelujah, to die for you, that whosoever would believe on him should not perish but have everlasting life. 
And I did that to prove that I'm not, uh, uh, I'm not fickle in my approach to you. People are so fickle and frail that grandmothers are being disrespected and treated disrespectfully by grandchildren. Hallelujah. Mothers are afraid to allow their children to come into their homes when, when, they're, not, uh, when they're not there because they can't trust that they'll leave the place the same way that they came into it. And it's a strange kind of love. But I want to tell you a little bit more about the love of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. What kind of love is this that the Father has bestowed upon us that he would call us children of God. And so I'm thankful for his love. For the Bible declares what manner of love is this that he has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. And in many cases, love has all to do with feelings. And so we have this high priest that can be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. Hallelujah. That he can be accessed by how we feel. That our feelings have the ability to become an instrument whereby we are able to reach the very heart of God. Hallelujah. When God sees us because he loves us and realize that we're in a condition that needs his attention. He hastens to his children. And it's here in the book of St. John, in this story of Lazarus, we have an opportunity to see a whole collage of deity traits of Jesus Christ that are demonstrated in this one particular passage of scripture. That while I go into the story of Lazarus, who has died and, and will ultimately be raised from the dead, I want to make sure that we recognize the depth and the dimension of God behind the story that even makes Lazarus' story important enough for us to share it on today. I want to talk about three different personality or character traits of Jesus. For I realize that, that the, those aren't the only ones, but I believe those are three that begin to show themselves in this particular passage and this particular discourse between Jesus, uh, Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. That, uh, that the personality of the Lord is on display here. First thing that I want to be able to show to you is that when, when Jesus hears that his friend Lazarus is ill, because the story starts there, that they send word to Jesus, hallelujah, that Lazarus is ill. And because of their relationship, one would think that Jesus would stop everything that he is doing and go to the attention of his dear friend, Lazarus. I mean, that's what most of us would do if we could, right? But he, Jesus 
when we read the entire story at this particular point, seems to be cold and aloof and indifferent to the information that he is receiving because he doesn't do what Mary and Martha would like for him to do. He keeps on doing whatever it is that he was doing, uh, hallelujah, as they were calling him. One would think that if Mary and Martha call you and express glory to God, the, the seriousness of the moment that you would jump on a plane and try to get to Bethany as soon as you could uh, or a high speed train uh, I realized they didn't have either of those in that days, but in that day but he could have got on a horse or he could have started walking but Jesus doesn't do any of those things this is his friend but he doesn't seem to be particularly moved or upset or if you're there, he doesn't even seem to be concerned of the situation and has the nerve enough to reduce the situation as Lazarus just being asleep. At this point, he doesn't weep, he doesn't wail, he doesn't mourn, he doesn't cry, he doesn't lapse into depression, he doesn't do any of that. He seems to be distant and disconnected from the whole entire thing. And even though he had frequently stayed in the house of Martha, Mary, and Lazarus when he was in Bethany, hallelujah, glory to God, the idea that, that, that Jesus would be somewhat unmoved is concerning. And Mary and Martha are at the bedside of their brother and they're watching him die. And I don't know if you've ever been at the bedside of someone and you've had to hold their hand and walk them down through the corridor of being able to transition from, from this life to another life. I won't go into detail, but it's not something that's very easy to take and to realize and know if you're Mary and Martha that there's one person that you could call, hallelujah, and he'd be able, hallelujah, to stop all of this. Hallelujah. He could help them in their hour of need only to realize that at that particular moment he wasn't coming. I'm not talking about his flight was delayed. Okay, I'm not talking about that he got stuck in traffic. I'm not, I'm not talking about he got a late start. I'm not talking about any of that. The impression here is that he's not coming. I mean, he's God, right? If he wanted to, he could have blocked it. He could have stopped it with a blink of an eye. He could have handled it. If he really wanted to, glory to God, it wasn't like Jesus didn't have the ability to handle death. He could have knocked death out. He didn't even have to come to Bethany. Hallelujah. Glory to God to handle death. He could have stopped death with a word. Uh, he could have spoke to death wherever he was and said, stop it. And death would have had to fall out in the floor and collapse. Uh, hallelujah. And step back. Yet Jesus never said a word. No wonder. Washington when Martha found out that Jesus is finally on his way she didn't even wait for him to come to Bethany she ran out to meet him and Martha is a type A personality 
for all you all that know what type A personalities are. I could imagine with one hand she put on her hip, with the other hand she pointed at him and said to him, hallelujah, what took you so long? If you had a bit here, my brother wouldn't have died. I thought you loved us. I thought you cared about us. We took shelter of you when you came. We washed your feet. Hallelujah. We did your laundry. Who are you, Jesus? I thought you loved us. Why didn't you do what we asked you to do? Let me say that for somebody else. Why? Because you said this to the Lord too. Why didn't you do what I asked you to do? Why didn't you do it? Who are you, Jesus? I thought you loved us. And herein lies the struggle with many of us. Even when our commitment to faith, hallelujah, glory to God, becomes the thing that's, that's, uh, that, that's at a point of being challenged. We get confused when God starts doing something for one person and doesn't do it for another person. Can we talk for a moment? That one person over there is shouting because they just got a job, hallelujah, that they had applied for. And it's a good job, hallelujah. And over here, hallelujah, there's somebody that has been furloughed, glory to God, that can't get back to work. That's running out of money, running out of strength, has three children, they're a single parent. And God is saying, I'm not going to do anything yet. And we get upset. Isn't it kind of funny that the same Jesus that would rebuke death off of one person has a nerve enough to decide I'm not going to rebuke death off of another one. And the first characteristic that I want to talk about that we see about Jesus in this moment, he shows us his character trait as a prophet. Jesus, the prophet. He says to the disciples that Lazarus is asleep. But watch him, but watch him prophesy. He says, I go. I'm getting ready to go. That I might awaken him out of sleep. And you have got to understand this particular attribute about Jesus because it's different when he's walking in the office of the prophet. Hallelujah. Because the prophet is one who is looking into the future and he is, doesn't panic over what is going on right now because many times we pray to God about what's going on right now. And when God finally speaks to us, he talks to us about the future. And it confuses us because we need relief right now. But when they brought the crisis of the now to the prophet who was embracing the future, he says, I must go to awaken him. And the reason that Jesus seems cold 
and unconcerned about the struggle of our present is because he's looking at us in this particular hour through the eyes of the prophet. And the prophet sees something, hallelujah, different than we see it. Many times we want relief right now. Hallelujah, we want to be, we want him to see what we're going through right now. And he is seeing what shall be. And we don't have the luxury of being able to see. You're going through something right now and you want relief. And when God finally speaks to you, he says something to, like, like, I know the thoughts that I think toward you. Thoughts of peace and not evil. Thoughts to bring you to an expected end. And you want something to happen right now. But God said, don't worry about it. I'm with you. He already sees Lazarus coming out. He already sees Lazarus walking and talking and moving. And the prophet is not worried about the present problem because he's already seen what shall be in the future. Pastor Paul put it like this. These light afflictions, which are but for a moment, they work for us a more, for a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Hallelujah. For the things that are seen uh, are temporal, but the things that are not seen uh, are eternal. And sometimes faith uh, has to seek in the future uh, rather than right now. That's why Bishop Blake would always say, I see you in the future. Because he was prophesying uh, to the people of God and saying, oh, you look much better than you do right now. If you ever had a talk with the prophet Jesus, hallelujah, he doesn't get upset when you get upset because he already knows, hallelujah, that whatever it is that you're going through, you're going to come out on the other side all right. Hallelujah, weeping may endure for the night, but joy is coming in the morning. Would you just shout across the room and tell somebody whatever it is that you're going through, in spite of what it is you're coming out of it I said you're coming out of it hallelujah I can hear John B. Key saying in my back mind hallelujah I'm coming out and I'm coming out all right that's why I can hold my head up because I realize the things that I'm praying for hallelujah it just seems like it's a slow a slow slog but I keep praying because I see God is starting to show me stuff in the future and so I keep praying I keep praying until things change it keeps me smiling because I know I'm coming out it keeps me going because I know I'm coming out it keeps me serving her because I know I'm coming out. I'm able to lift my hands in the sanctuary and bless the name of the Lord because I know that I'm coming out of this. And when I come out of it, I shall come out. Hallelujah. All right. Bless the name of the Lord. And so God really doesn't give us this story that we might know more about Lazarus. Hallelujah. Much like your own life, God doesn't uh, give us your story uh, that we might know more about you, uh, but he gives us this story so that we might know more about Jesus.
And sometimes God will let you go through something just so that he can show everybody around you just how awesome he really is. I realize you're going through it, but he's going through it with you. He's giving you the strength to get up every day, even when you're hurting, even when you can't see your way. You lift up your hands and say, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice because God has given you the strength to get through every day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Isn't it amazing that how God can, can bring you back when everyone else thought that you were down and out for the count. Hallelujah. Glory to God. When everybody else had given up on you, God said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I promised you I'll be there until the end. Hallelujah. I'm Alpha and Omega. I'm going to be there with you. It's amazing that God would allow you to go through the fire just so he can show your neighbor he allow you to go through it, but he is witnessing to your neighbor. Hallelujah. That he's the God over every furnace. He's the God over every trial. He's the God over every sickness. He's the God over every test. And so when Jesus arrives at the place where death had been and has now gone, hallelujah, he who appeared to be cold and distant witnesses the sadness and the mourning and the crying and the wailing for um, Mary was at home. They had hired professional wailers that would weep with you. And I don't, we didn't talk about it in the, in the reading, but the scripture says that when Mary finally got to Jesus, the whole band of mourners went with her. Glory to God, because they thought that she was going, hallelujah, to mourn at the grave of her brother. And so they wanted to go with her. And so when Jesus got there, he saw weeping and crying and wailing everywhere. And many would come to, to comfort Martha and Mary. And verse 35 in this passage says we see another attribute of Jesus Christ. When he sees this, the scripture says Jesus wept. And this scripture is so profound that the Lord thought that it deserved to have a, a verse all by itself. There is nothing before this. There is nothing after this particular 35th verse. It just says, Jesus wept. That that deserved revelation all by itself. And it's, it's not the ending of a phrase. It's, it's a sentence by itself that Jesus wept because they wept. And Jesus is weeping right now with many of us that are weeping. That's where we get the word koinonia from. 
Jesus has things in common with us. Koinonia suggests that he is weeping uh, as a result of the expression uh, that he sees us going through. That when you hurt, it hurts him. Uh, hallelujah. When you cry, it has the ability to make him cry. His weeping, however, does not only suggest that he's God enough to deliver us, but it also suggests to us that he's human enough to feel me. So Jesus, who on the way to Bethany is walking in the office of the prophetic, as soon as he gets to the place where Mary and Martha are, he's able to identify with their weakness and he slips into the attribute of priestly authority. That's where we get pastors from. He is like, I am. Because in his priestly authority, he communes with us. He shares with us. He doesn't come with catchy phrases and cliches. At this particular point, he's not asking for you to give him praise, to raise, lift him up, to give him glory. Hallelujah. Because he recognizes the situation and because he wept. Glory to God. It suggests that he had the ability to identify where they were. And the Lord has the ability to identify where you are right now. He's not aloof. He's not cold. He's not far and distant. Hallelujah. They begin to understand God because the same God that delivers some folk out of stuff will deliver others through stuff. You didn't hear what I was saying. I say it's the same God that, uh, that delivers some people out of things uh, will take the thing uh, that they're going through to actually deliver them. But the thing that I like about God is that even when he has you to go through it, you don't go through it by yourself. He says, I'm with you. Hallelujah. Just like I was uh, with the three Hebrew boys, I'm in the flame with you. I'm in it with you. Because sometimes God will allow you to go through the whole situation and he won't deliver you from it. He could stop it. If he wanted to, it wouldn't have to happen to you at all. But he allows you to go through it because he wants to get the glory Hallelujah. The one thing that I know about God uh, is that he's a glory seeker. So don't think it's strange when, when these fiery trials come upon you. They come upon you because God uh, is getting the glory. God will sit there, and, but he'll be with you through the fire. He'll be with you through the trouble. He'll be with you at the unemployment office. He'll be with you in the hospital. He'll be with you in the divorce. He'll be with you at the loss of a loved one. He'll be with you during the pain. Hallelujah. He'll be there at three o'clock in the morning when nobody else can hear you but the Lord. I wonder if anybody in here knows what it's like 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To, to know that God is near when everybody else and everything else seems to be afar off. Uh, hallelujah. You hear that still small voice uh, saying to you, be not afraid. Uh, I am with you. Uh, glory to God. You're not in this by yourself. That's why we say he walks with me and he talks with me. He tells me I'm his own. He comforts me. He cries with me. Hallelujah. He demonstrates just how much he really loves me. And so when Jesus sees all of this crying going on, he was touched by it. And the Bible says that he wept. But when he finished weeping, he takes off that priestly robe. He takes off the pastoral appointment and puts on kingly authority. I said he puts on kingly authority. Somebody that's been going through, hallelujah, and you've been, been concerned about whether or not God uh, is going to bring you out, I'm encouraging you to just stay right there with the Lord uh, until he switches garments. Hallelujah. When he takes off pastoral authority and begins to put on, uh, hallelujah, his kingly, uh, oh my God, uh, his kingly authority. And he tells them once he's put on his kingly authority, once he's dried his eyes and he's finished crying, he tells them, show me where you buried him. And when they get there, hallelujah, to where Lazarus is buried, Jesus says to him, take away the stone. And I just need to let somebody know that there's a difference between Jesus the priest and Jesus the king. Hallelujah. The priest is in it with you. The priest wants to try to help you through it. The priest is there to massage you. The priest is there to pray for you. He's there to, to commune with you, lay hands on you. The priest will cry with you. Hallelujah. And feel for you. But the king, the king doesn't have to get in it with you in order to make a decree and deliver you out of it. He can stand outside of the situation and speak to the situation. Hallelujah. And things begin to change. Pastor, how do you know that? Hallelujah. Because I remember the story of the centurion soldier. Glory to God. When Jesus was on his way somewhere else, the centurion soldier said, I've got a sick soldier at home. Would you would you, uh, Jesus says, show me where he is. Uh, he said, I don't, you don't have to come to my house. Uh, you don't have to come where it is. Uh, I know something about the power uh, of your word. Uh, glory to God. Uh, because there's something awesome uh, about the Lord Jesus. Centurion soldier told him, I have men under my authority. I tell one to go this way and he goes. I tell another one to come this way and he comes. All you have to do is speak the word. Somebody say, just speak the word. 
Hallelujah. And my servant will be healed. A woman was on her way in another occasion. Hallelujah. Following a funeral procession to bury her son. Glory to God. Jesus came along side the coffin, touched the coffin. Hallelujah. And life and breath came back into the body of that young man that was dead. And he was able to leave. Glory to God. Hallelujah. This own internment service. Because that's the kind of God that we serve. I was reading over in Matthew where Jesus, after he was crucified and buried in Joseph's tomb, Jesus, hallelujah, after the third day, he got up with all power in there's power hallelujah in our God glory to Jesus Jesus after the stone had been rolled away hallelujah had set in. By that time, he was stiff. By that time, his body began to decay. By that time, the sense of death was all around him. And all that Jesus in his kingly authority did was to call him by name. And when he said, Lazarus, come forth. The spirit that had departed out of Lazarus came back into Lazarus hallelujah glory to God and Lazarus got up and shuffled out to the opening of the tomb and God said lose him and let him go hallelujah glory to God somebody tell somebody else that we serve an awesome God I said we serve an awesome God we serve a God that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all. There is power in the name of Jesus. Power in the name of Jesus. The book of Matthew talks about Jesus who hung on the cross, died until the temple was rent in two from top to bottom, died. Glory to God until there was a great earthquake died until graves were open all over Jerusalem and many bodies of the saints rose from the dead he died until the sun blacked out and the moon dripped down in blood he was buried in Joseph's new tomb but in three days God raised him from the dead he got up and walked out of the grave hallelujah hallelujah he said I am he who was dead but is alive forevermore I hold the keys to death hell and the grave I've got 
victory. I told you, if you put this body, no man kills me. But I lay my body down. If I put it down, I'll get back up again. Hallelujah. And so sometime later, a few years later, Peter comes along and preaches Jesus Christ, his death, his burial, his resurrection. Hallelujah. And the Bible says that while Peter spoke, hallelujah, there's something about the word of God. There's something about the power that's in the name of Jesus. That while he spoke, hallelujah, these words, the Holy Ghost fell. And the power of God, the awesomeness, the awesomeness of Jesus Christ was experienced by both men and women. Hallelujah. Somebody give God a praise. Hallelujah. We serve. We serve an awesome God. Hallelujah. And so I want to let you know, hallelujah, that whatever you need from the Lord, we serve an awesome God. The power of the Lord, hallelujah, has the ability to strengthen you if you're weak. The power of God has the ability to give you joy in sorrow, power to heal, power to deliver. If you're sick, he will heal you. If you need to be delivered, delivered. Uh, glory to God. Uh, he can set you free. Uh, glory to Jesus. Uh, yes, Lord. Uh, yes, Lord. Uh, I praise God uh, because I know him uh, to be all powerful. Uh, I know that we serve uh, an awesome God. Uh, hallelujah. He can do anything but fail. He can do anything but fail. I don't know what you need from God, but if you have faith the size of a grain of mustard seed, hallelujah, you can speak life into yourself. You can speak deliverance to yourself in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I want to pray. I want to pray for somebody on today. I want to agree with you. I want to touch uh, I want to touch God with you. Uh, hallelujah. I realize that the enemy uh, is going around uh, trying to do all that he can. Uh, hallelujah. To uh, to cause to wreak havoc. Uh, in the Bible says uh, in, in, in John 10 and 10 uh, that the thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill and destroy. But I am come that you might have life and that you might have it, experience it to the fullest extent possible. I just believe uh, there is somebody out there uh, that really wants to know God uh, in the fellowship of his suffering and the power of his resurrection. Uh, and my friend, uh, hallelujah, I come today, hallelujah, to share, to pray with you. Glory to God uh, that what you're searching for might be realized oh God through Jesus Christ. Would you stand all over the building? Thank you Jesus. Bless the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Hallelujah. I realize that there are many voices that are calling. Sometimes you don't know exactly what to answer to and who to answer to. But my friend today, hallelujah, I want to introduce you if you don't know him already to Jesus the Christ. Hallelujah. The anointed one one that has the ability to do anything but fail. 
I'm not sure what you're going through, but I know the individual that has the ability, hallelujah, to take you by the hand, hallelujah, and lead you into a much better place. There's a simple process that we go through. It's just called believing in the word of God, confessing with your mouth the Lord Jesus. According to Romans 10 and 9, it says, if you will confess with your mouth, Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead, you shall be saved. And I'm just going to ask you, wherever you are, pray that prayer with me. I realize that some are engaged in dead works, but I just believe that Jesus is come to bring new life, to breathe life back into a dead situation. He did it for Lazarus. He will do it for you. If you would just bow your heads with me and repeat this prayer, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I repent of my ways. Wash me in your blood and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Lord Jesus, I believe that you died on the cross just for me, that you were buried. God the Father raised you from the dead on the third day. Right now, Lord Jesus, I open the door of my heart and I receive you into my heart to be my Lord my personal Savior, and I thank you now. My friend, if you believe that, hallelujah, the Lord has saved you, hallelujah, let's praise God, hallelujah. We don't know who it is. We don't know where they are. But God has the ability even to be able to reach through this broadcast to minister to you on the day. With bowed heads, I just want to pray a general prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord Jesus, for this time. We thank you, God, for the, the benefit of being able to hear the word of God. We realize and know that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And so whatever it is that we're going through, God, we just believe that by faith, hallelujah, we're going to see this thing come, hallelujah, to a blessed end. You said in your word that all things work together for good. Hallelujah. To them that love the Lord, those that are called according to your purpose. And so we're just believing you on today, God, that in spite of what's facing us, we know that you're with us. And you need only to speak the word, for you have the power. You have the power. Hallelujah. Of over both life and death. Hallelujah. So we give your name the glory, the honor, and the praise now. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we give you praise and glory and honor. And we say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We put our hands together. Hallelujah. Come on, put your hands together with me right there in your home. Put those hands together. Let's bless the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Knowing that he is going to do great and marvelous things in our eyes. Hallelujah. I'm going to dis dismiss. We certainly thank those of you that are viewing by way of our different live stream platforms. We thank you for being with us on today. We look forward to being able to do this all over again. Praise the Lord. 
Hallelujah. We ask that you will continue to pray for us as we pray for you, that God will show himself strong in your lives. God bless you. With uplifted hands, we Thank you for listening today. If you want to learn more info about our church, visit us on our website at www.topchurchlv.com. We hope this message encouraged you to know you can live victoriously through Jesus Christ. Join us next week for another sermon to uplift your spirit.